Hey, it's Peter. So you're listening to the show, and you're probably shouting out answers or whispering them if you're in a public space or if you're listening to the show on the sly while on a date. Wouldn't it be great if you could shout out answers and we'd respond? Well, if you have a smart speaker, it'll happen. Just ask your Alexa or Google Home to open the Wait, Wait quiz, and Bill and I will appear as if by magic, asking questions for you to answer, and Bill will even give you your score at the end. And if you're really good, you could win the ultimate prize, the voice of your choice on your voicemail. It's the next best thing to having us come over to your house. It's even better because we tend to eat a lot. Try the Wait, Wait quiz on your smart speaker. From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. Stay classy, San Diego. I'm Bill Curtis, and here is your host at the San Diego Civic Theater in San Diego, California, Peter Segal. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, everybody. We're delighted to be here in San Diego, and we are lucky to be here two times over. First, because at the beginning of the week, the FAA decided not to ground any planes, so we were able to get here. And second, because then they decided to ground them after all, so now we never have to leave. Later on, we're going to be talking to a man who was smart enough never to leave San Diego in the first place, even though he got rich and famous. That would be skateboarding legend Tony Hawk. But first, it's your turn to try your luck playing in our little park. Give us a call. The number is one wait wait That's one 924 Let's welcome our first listener contestant. Hi, you're on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hello, this is Trey from Atlanta. Hey, Trey. How are things in Atlanta? Uh, they are mild. I see. What do you do there in Atlanta? I am a wine and spirits consultant uh, for retail and private collectors. You're a wine and spirits consultant? So people say, is liquor good? And you're like, yeah. Well, welcome to the show, Trey. Let me introduce you to our panel this week. First up, it's a comedian who hosts the celebrity trivia podcast, Go Fact Yourself, he said carefully. On the Maximum Fun Network, it's Helen Hong. Next, it's the host of the daily podcast, TBTL, and the public radio show, Live Wire, which will be at the Alberta Rose Theater in Portland on March 28th. It's Luke Burbank. Hi there, Trey. And the New York Times best-selling author of the memoir, You'll Grow Out of It, and the voice of Jesse on the animated hit Big Mouth on Netflix, it's Jesse Klein. Hello. Trey, welcome to the show. You're going to play Who's Bill this time. Bill Curtis is going to read you three quotations from the week's news. If you can correctly identify or explain just two of them, as I'm sure you'll know, you'll win the voice of your choice on your voicemail. Are you ready to play? I am indeed ready, sir. Here we go. Your first quote is from a young woman named Olivia Jade. She's a student at the University of Southern California. And she's grateful for all the hard work it took for her to get there. It's so hard to try in school when you don't care anything about your learning. It turns out that Olivia's very caring parents helped her get into that selective school by doing what? The parents, I believe, paid for all of it. Yes, the parents paid massive bribes. 
More than a dozen people, including Olivia's mother, Lori Laughlin, uh, Felicity Huffman, and other shallow rich people who were not on TV, <laughs> were indicted for paying tens of thousands of dollars in bribes to get their kids into elite colleges. Parents knew their kids were going to need assistance getting into USC when the kids said, Mom, Dad, I'd like to go to USC. <laughs> now, these parents used all sorts of scams. They, it, it, <laughs> or rather, I should say, the people they bribed use all kinds of scams, including photoshopping their kids' faces onto pictures of actual student athletes. These kids got athletic scholarships for sports they did not know how to play. <laughs> this is why two freshman water polo players at Yale showed up to practice on horses. <laughs> that should be the punishment for the universities, that the kids, that have, the to kids have to play the sports yes. now. <laughs> you know? Sorry, Yale, you're not winning at fencing this year. <laughs> a perfect illustration of how different white people are than Asians. <laughs> because some of these parents went to great lengths to hide their bribery from their kids. Like yeah. They didn't want their kids to know how truly dumb they were. Yeah. That was the part that was the most shocking to me was that some of the kids allegedly really didn't know yeah. that their parents were doing it, but then to find that out in such a public way, the exact, the exact dollar amount of how dumb you are, is like, you're, you're $60,000 stupid. $60,000 stupid. You're yeah. criminally stupid. Yeah. Well, Your like, parents are going to jail because of how dumb you are. Yeah, just you know, the exact but, amount. But, and they were so innocent of it. They were just walking around, typical college kids, except for the fact they were failing every class and everybody kept asking them to play lacrosse. <laughs> Other than that, I have to say that as I was reading about this, I, I, it struck me that my parents really did not go to bat for me enough as a kid. <laughs> like, if somebody would have come to Walt and Susie Burbank and said, we can get Luke into Harvard, but it's going to be $48, <laughs> they would have been like, North Seattle Community College it is. <laughs> All right, Trey, here is your next quote. I want to be in it. Man, I'm just born to be in it. That was somebody who on Thursday embraced his destiny and announced he would be running for president after all. Who is it? Beto, but I'm not exactly It's Beto, that's exactly right. You got it. Beto O'Rourke, the Irishman who sounds like a Latino but looks like the teaching assistant you all had a crush on in freshman English, <laughs> finally threw his hat into the ring, thus revealing his perfect hair and those thoughtful yet ambivalent eyes. <laughs> Beto's announcement was marred somewhat because all anyone can talk about is from his announcement video is his hands. He gesticulates like crazy. They're all over the place. When they swear him in as president, they're going to have to use a moving Bible. Yeah. His wife is sitting next to him during the announcement, and it's like she's trying to ride a Bronco. Just holding on to him. <laughs> Bobbing and weaving. Is there is it really that crazy looking? I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it either. I just think it's funny that Beto lost the Senate race in Texas and then decided to run for president. It's kind of like if you ask out the prom queen on a date and you get turned down and then decide to then run for president. 
it's a lot. It's a big because leap. Because the prom queen almost said yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the prom queen only turned you down by 3%. Right. Were his, um, were his sleeves rolled up in the video? <laughs> I'm not sure. Is that important to you? Yeah. I, I mean, I, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm with, I'm with you. It's hot. It's hot. It's, it's, I, feel, I didn't follow a ton of his Senate race. I mean, I, he seems very intelligent and likable. And uh, when I saw pictures of him with his sleeves rolled up, it mm. spoke to me. Yeah. Well, what's interesting, <laughs> I mean, he literally was the last Democrat in America to say that, yes, he's running for president. And yet, nonetheless, as soon as he did it, everybody went nuts. It was all the people on cable news could talk about, better this, better that. And it makes sense because he really is the Democratic dream candidate. He's smart. He's articulate, thoughtful, good-looking. Yet, He's someone who's never been sullied by anything like winning. <laughs> Trey, your last quote is a computer scientist named Tim Berners-Lee. He's reflecting on something he invented 30 years ago this very month. Oops. So what, did, what did Mr. Berners-Lee invent that didn't quite turn out to be the boon to mankind that he hoped it would be? thought-out boring thing of the internet, but no, it was him. Yes, it was the internet. Very good. In March of 1989, we had a primitive internet used only by scientists, but Tim Berners-Lee's idea was simple but brilliant. You look at a page of information on your computer, you click on one of the words that interests you, and it takes you to another computer that shows you pictures of naked people. Can you guys even remember life before the World Wide Web? Mm-mm. Well, I'm that old, so yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I had access to an internet-connected computer because I was the front desk person at the University of Washington Visitor Information Center. Mm-hmm. Oh, Not to brag. brag. We had a computer that was hooked up to the internet. And uh, within five minutes of being on there, I had found that there were people making pictures of naked people, but out of the... Uh, icons on the keyboard. ASCII. Like they were making ASCII porn. What? Yeah. yeah. ASCII is, yes. like, is pictures done with like letters and symbols. Arrows. Should we be concerned that you know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really jumped to it, Peter. I, I, he knew that it meet. Didn't he like know that a little too quickly? That was some of my best work. In fact, you know the equal sign, equal sign, equal sign greater than? That's mine. <laughs> Bill, how did Trey do in our quiz? He got three right. He is a winner. Congratulations, Trey. Thank you so much. Take care. Right now, panel, it is time for you to answer some questions about this week's news. Luke, a minor league baseball team in Florida has announced a special night in which they will honor what near-mythical figure? Uh... Is this involve, does this involve cryptozoology? No, it involves Florida, though. Okay. God. That doesn't narrow it down at all. No. Well, I'll give you a hint. It's in honor of the guy from Port St. Lucie who tried to shoplift a chainsaw by stuffing it down his pants. Or the guy from Volusia County in Florida who butt-dialed uh, 911 while <laughs> cooking meth with his mom. <laughs> is it Florida man? Yes, it is! It will be Florida man night. Later on this year uh, at this minor league team, uh, Florida man, who to be fair is sometimes a woman, is the special kind of moron committing the kind of unbelievably done crimes we depend on for our show. (laughs) 
Florida man is the guy who vapes out of a dead alligator or gets pulled over for drunk driving and when asked for his ID, hands the cop a slice of pizza. <laughs> we did that story on our show. So in July, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp baseball team. Oh, that checks out. Yep. They will honor Florida man night and they say they will do this by breaking one law every inning. Are they giving away bobbleheads? No, that's just a bunch of people on meth. No. This is going to be the only baseball game where somebody literally steals second and then tries to smoke it. That's no moon. It's our Bluff the Listener game. Call one wait wait to play We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Support for NPR and the following message comes from ServiceNow, making the world of work work better for people. Their cloud-based platform and solutions deliver digital workflows that create great experiences for employees and unlock productivity for your whole company. ServiceNow digitizes the work your people have to do so they can do the work they want to do. Using technology to make people more productive and engaged. More at servicenow.com. We all have an online self, and sometimes that self can get us in real trouble. So what did he think he was doing? I don't know. I didn't know he posted it. Next week on Invisibilia, we visit a city that blurs reality and online noise with life or death stakes. From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We're playing this week with Jesse Klein, Helen Hong, and Luke Burbank. And here again is your host at the San Diego Civic Theater in San Diego, California, Peter Segal. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, everybody. Right now... It is time for the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Bluff the Listener game. Call one wait wait to play our game on the air. Hi, you are on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hi, Peter. This is Carrie Phillips, and I'm calling from Corvallis, Oregon. Oh, Corvallis. It's beautiful up there. Yes, it is. What do you do up there? Well, I'm fairly recently retired, and so I spend most of my time doing all those things you don't have time for when you work. There you go. What sort of things are you spending your time doing now that you don't have to work? Hiking, paddling, road trips. Doing the crossword puzzle, you name it. Wow, I do those things instead of working, so. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Carrie. You're going to play our game in which you must try to tell truth from fiction. Bill, what is Carrie's topic? Unimoon? What the hell is Unimoon? We were wondering the same thing. We came across the term Unimoon in the news this week. What does it mean? Well, our panelists are each going to tell you, but only one of them is telling you the truth. Pick the real definition of Unimoon and you will win our prize. You ready to play? I think so. All right. First, let's hear from Jesse Klein. For decades, researchers have been trying to improve upon existing methods of hormone birth control. This week, a group of reproductive scientists funded by Pfizer held a press conference to announce an exciting new pill being released under the name Unimoon. The scientists heralded Unimoon as the first birth control pill that can reduce your period to literally just one minute. <laughs> During the press conference, a female reporter asked if the one-minute period fell on a specific day of the year. A spokesman responded, well, with Unimoon, your period does occur every day, but just for a minute. 
At this point, another female reporter raised her hand. So you mean we would get our period every single day? There'd be no days of the year we don't have our period. That's correct. But it's only for a quick minute, and a minute is just 60 seconds. The female reporter followed up. We know how long a minute is, thank you. Is there any predictability with Unimoon as to what minute of the day your period might strike? One of the men from the all-male team of scientists stepped forward again. No, there isn't currently any predictability. It could come at any time, day or night. Another female reporter posed the question, is there any reduction in symptoms of PMS with Unimoon? No, there is not, the male leader of the research team responded. And truthfully, some of the symptoms might be way worse. But again, your period is only a minute a day, so we think it balances out. At this point, there was a murmur amongst the female reporters in the room, and the spokesman stepped forward again. Everyone here seems cranky, so we're going to end the conference early, he said. But please remember to check out Unimoon. It's just 10 pills a day, twice a day with a meal. You're welcome. Unimoon, an amazing new form of hormonal birth control that reduces your period to just one minute every day. Your next story of a Unimoon explained comes from Luke Burbank. By all accounts, the wedding of Irene O'Brien and Mel McLean was a beautiful affair. They danced, they drank, and they promised to stay together forever. Starting right after they got back from traveling the world without each other on solo honeymoons. In one of its most valiant efforts to date to convince us something is actually a thing, the New York Times wedding section reported this week that the new trend of solo moons also known as unimoons are a thing where couples take their honeymoons apart from each other. In the case of O'Brien and McLean, they say they realized they didn't really have the same trip in mind. He wanted to get drunk in France with his buddies and watch the Northern Ireland soccer team. She wanted to not do that. <laughs> so she went and visited Niagara Falls. Other couples profiled about this very real thing, which you know is a real thing because the sociologist the New York Times got to talk about it is the staff sociologist for the dating app Bumble. <laughs> Other couples profiled said their solo moons or uni moons were the result of incompatible work schedules or just a desire to have some space from each other after the stress of the wedding. You remember that, right? The wedding, the thing where you said your heart had found its other half and you slow danced to Tony Braxton? I mean, does that not apply when the Northern Ireland soccer team is playing, you guys? The Unimoon, the new trend of going on your honeymoon without your new spouse. The final definition of Unimoon comes from Helen Hall. K-pop fans worldwide are crazy for Uni Moon, a rising star who has sold 19 million albums and counting. The fresh K-pop face is set to embark on a worldwide tour this summer, which will be a not-to-be-missed spectacle because Uni Moon is actually a bleeding goat that has been auto-tuned to high K-pop heaven. <laughs> BTS and Girls' Generation are great, but they can be divas, said a music producer who asked to remain anonymous. They demand fancy hotels and restaurants when traveling, and their hair and makeup bills are outrageous. With a goat, it just needs to sleep in a barn and eat hay. 
Uni Moon's music videos feature the goat's head with a holographic body of a human dancer flanked by background dancing goats. <laughs> the logistics of how to take goats on a worldwide pop tour are still being worked out, but needless to say, the concert experience may end up being the greatest of all time. All right. Here's what's true. Unimoon was in the news. Here's what might be true. From Jesse Klein, Unimoon is a new birth control pill that does such a wonderful thing for women, reducing their period to just one minute every day. From Luke Burbank, the new trend of newly married couples splitting up immediately to take their honeymoons by themselves, thus a Unimoon. Or from Helen Hong, Unimoon, the new hit K-pop act that's really just an auto-tuned goat. Which of these is the real definition of what a unimoon is? Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Luke's story about the separate honeymoon. That All sounds right. like modern life. You're going to go with Luke's story of the weird tradition of people exchanging vows and then immediately taking off and not seeing each other for weeks. To bring you the correct answer, we spoke to someone who was very well versed in what unimoon is. A unimoon is a honeymoon in which the bride or the groom go on a honeymoon by themselves, rather than going together. That was Dr. Jess Carbino, and you know what her job is? She's the lead sociologist at Bumble. <laughs> You're right. Luke was telling the truth. That means he gets a point, but you win our prize, the voice of anyone you may like in your voicemail. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, and take care. And now the game where we invite people to look back on their rich, full lives and ask themselves, how in the world did it lead them here? Tony Hawk more or less invented the sport of professional skateboarding. He was the first person to land a 900, which I am told is very impressive. And the first person to skateboard on the grounds of the White House, well, the first person to get permission to do so. He was born and raised in San Diego and still lives close to the skate park where he learned to ride. Tony Hawk, welcome to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. So, Tony, you are 50 now, so what is it like being a skater in your 50s? Uh, it's, it's tough to stay up on new tricks. It's tough to, it's tough to stay relevant. Um, I find it tough to go up and down stairs at my age. <laughs> Yeah. I am gripping the, I the railing have, with I both have hands. My, I have my days of, yeah. of soreness, but I think it's, I, I never quit. That's my only secret. Yeah. I, I understand you go around and do a lot of public speaking as well. I do, yeah. Yeah. To, uh, to whom? Who, who wants Tony Hawk <laughs> to come and speak? It's pretty, it's, it's strange. Once you're connected into that world, you, you start making the rounds. And yeah. I've done speaking gigs at uh, credit unions. I've done speaking gigs. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Uh, internet security companies. Okay, I have, I have nothing against credit unions and internet security companies. Uh, I, some of them have all my money and the other has all my passwords. But <laughs> what do they want to hear from Tony Hawk, professional uh, skateboarding icon? Honestly, if you're at a credit union and a professional skateboarder comes up, they think that's like so far beyond cool. You can yeah. kind of say anything like, yeah, bro, it's sick. I do mad kickflips. And they're like, that's awesome. <laughs> 
you could get away I've with never it. said that in a speech. I'm just you giving could. you an example. Yeah. It does occur to me that given if you're speaking to audiences like that, or frankly, me, you could make up anything you wanted. Sure, yeah. And I would yeah. buy it. Like, you know, I was the first person to do a half-left Bolivian, and I'd be like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the heck. If you ever hear someone say Fandango, that's sort of the code word from experienced skateboarders when they're making fun of you. Really? Yeah. So, so how would that come up? So uh, how would like, that be? Oh, used? you skate? Yeah, well, you skate. What, what, you know, what kind of tricks do you do? Oh, I can do backside fandangos. You know? <laughs> and if the other person is nodding, you clearly know that they're not a skateboarder. Oh, wow. But pretending to, this is yeah. very, you just ruined it, though, for America. Like, no. half, 100,000 people just went, oh, my God, that guy was lying to me. <laughs> Tony, can I ask you a quick question? I was a, an obsessed skateboarder as a kid, and I wanted to build a half-pipe ramp in our backyard, which would have taken up the entire backyard. My dad never let me do it. Do you think if he would have let me build that ramp, I would be sitting where you're sitting right now? Absolutely, yeah. Wow. Will you tell him that? <laughs> I'm going to call uh, him really quick. Yeah, let's call him up. Okay. Do you still practice skating every day? Almost every day, yeah. I, uh, we have many children, so usually <laughs> our days are focused on them. But um, yeah, absolutely. I, I was skating uh, yesterday, and I'm going to be skating tomorrow on my ramp in Vista. I, yes. I, I don't know if any other father has ever had to deal with this problem, but it is a problem that you are so cool. <laughs> not to our kids. Really? No. no. Really? Not even, even your kids? Your kids? <laughs> I yeah. mean... Yeah, and sometimes you're though, Tony it, Hawk for Christ's sake. It, what it more do they want? I have to say they are jaded because sometimes I get opportunities, and it's not necessarily something I want to do, but it's a video, you know, it's a movie premiere that I feel like they'll be excited about. I said, "Hey, do you guys want to go? To, we got invited to the Incredibles premiere." I'm like, I don't know. I'll see what's going on that day. Really? What? <laughs> hey, would you like to go to this amusement park where there's a ride I created that's named yeah. for me? <laughs> and and there'll be no line. Well, I don't know. How long is the drive? <laughs> I do want to ask you one last thing. Is it true that you were the first person to be allowed to skateboard in the White House? I wouldn't say allowed. Oh! Yeah. What I, happened? Well, uh, so I was there during the previous administration. They had a bunch of prominent or celebrity-type fathers coming, and they were talking to a lot of different um, charities around D.C., right. but everyone converged at, at the White House for in the morning, and I brought my skateboard because every time I go somewhere without my skateboard, people ask me that. Right. Where's your skateboard? And so I wasn't going to get caught there, especially with the president no, sure. asking. Um, and suddenly I found myself in a hallway unattended. Um, and I was kind of looking around, and I had there were other a couple other uh, pro basketball players in in the same group, and uh, I said, "Hey, will you take my phone and shoot a photo if I skate?" Like, yeah, sure. And I skated, and it went viral. Yeah, of course it did. <laughs> yeah. And did you ever get in any trouble? I didn't. I, they kind of ignored it. Really? Yeah. I think they just didn't. They didn't want to say that I ever had permission. They didn't want to acknowledge that I did it. Um, but I would do it again. No, <laughs> not now. No, but I would do it again. Well, Tony Hawk, it's a pleasure to have you here again. Thank and you. This time. Thank you. This time, Tony Hawk, we have asked you here to play a game we're calling Why, Hello, You Fancy Bird. <laughs> Tony Hawk, obviously your name, but it's also a phrase that here means a fancy bird, a Tony Hawk. <laughs> Perhaps is you've Tony heard Tony fancy? Tony is a word that 
means right. fancy. Okay. So Tony Hawk is a fancy bird. <laughs> I can't believe you've never realized that before. <laughs> At any rate, we're going to ask you three questions about other fancy birds. Get two right, you'll win our prize for one of our listeners, the voice of anyone they might choose in their voicemail. Bill, who is Tony Hawk playing for? Tim Letshaw of Grand Rapids, Michigan. All right. Are you ready to play? All right. Tony, we all know that the Queen of England loves her corgi dogs, but she also has a strong connection with some fancy birds. What is it? A, at any time, she can choose to wear a, quote, living crown, which is a crested pigeon trained to sit on her head. (laughs) B, by law, she owns every swan in Britain. Or C, among her bodyguards, the Queen's own Eagle Regiment, a squad of 12 trained attack birds. Wow. I really want it to be C. You want it to be C? Yeah. The Eagle Regiment. I'm going to go with it because it just sounds so great. The little eagles and they have those funny hats. Yes, please. March. No, it's actually B. By regal decree since the 1300s, every British monarch technically owns every swan in Britain. They're all royal property. Wow. So if you fool with a swan, you might get hit with a very famous purse. So don't do it. (laughs) Two more questions, although I appreciate your spirit there in choosing the dumber one, but that's... (laughs) All right. Next question. Swiftlets. Swiftlets are fancy cave-dwelling birds in Southeast Asia. They're prized primarily for their what? A, they're the only birds known to lay square eggs, good for stacking. B, their saliva is used to make a very expensive gourmet soup. Or C, swift-lit feathers are super absorbent and used to make the first Swiffer mops. Uh, Bird's nest soup, I've actually had it. Yes, you're right. It is B, the swift-lits make nests with their own saliva. That saliva is then used to make bird's nest soup, an Asian delicacy. Very good. Last question, if you get this right, you win. The capercaillie is the world's largest grouse. It's a kind of ground-dwelling bird. And the capercaillie has been filmed doing which of these amazing feats? A, a triple axle while skating across a frozen lake. (laughs) B, eating an entire anteater, earning it the name Anteater Eater. (laughs) Or C, beating BBC natural historian David Attenborough in a fight. Wow, San Diego, I need some help. <laughs> see? I really want to believe these other scenarios, though. I but, know, that uh, would be lovely. Yes, yeah, see, that sounds, that sounds more reasonable. That's exactly right. It is C. Um, but to be fair, Attenborough was kind of asking for it. He was doing one of his nature specials, talking about how Caper Kelly is very protective of its territory during mating season, and he walks right up to them. And the caper cowley beats the hell out of him. It's really <laughs> knocks him flat in his butt. Bill, how did Tony Hawk do in our quiz? He skates away with a win. Two out of three, you're a winner. I want to say it was Tony Hawk and San Diego. Tony Hawk did it with the people of San Diego. Yeah. Tony Hawk is, of course, a legendary skateboarder. His new mobile game, Tony Hawk Skate Jam, is available now on all the platforms. Tony Hawk, thank you so much for joining us at Rayway Joe Tony. In just a minute, it's a heavy metal listener limerick challenge called one wait wait to join us on the air. We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR.
Support for this podcast and the following message comes from ZipRecruiter. Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, but today hiring can be easy and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. Then ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com wait. We may be on the verge of another sexual revolution. In this one, we turn to machines for companionship and sex. My main objective is to be a perfect companion. How artificial intelligence and robots are changing the landscape of love. This week on Hidden Brain. From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We're playing this week with Luke Burbank, Jesse Klein, and Helen Hong. And here again is your host at the San Diego Civic Theater in San Diego, California. Peter Sagal. Thank you, Bill. In just a minute. The Sorting Hat puts Bill in Ryman Claw in our Listener Limerick Challenge. If you'd like to play, give us a call at one wait wait That's 1-888-924-8924. Right now, panel, some more questions for you from this week's news. Look, there's a new app which alerts people of nearby crimes and emergencies to help them steer clear of the area. But now that it's out, the creators of the app have discovered one flaw in it. What? <laughs> uh, the crooks are using it? No. The app works just as, uh, just as it's intended. If you're using it, it says, oh, there's an emergency of this nature in this place. But the problem is people then do what? Go to where the emergency exactly is. Exactly right. A new app called Citizen alerts people to bad things happening nearby. Instead of running away, people are running to the disasters <laughs> and crime scenes because it's well known. Selfies in front of bus crashes are guaranteed to get likes on Instagram. This is like a rubbernecking thing? Sure. It like says, oh my god, there's a, there's a trash fire, there's a bus crash, there's an active shooter, let's go, you know. Yeah, but honestly, we would all go. <laughs> yeah. True, but also, we'd go. We'd so. like, I'd be at my house, I'd be like, wait, there's a clown car on fire? <laughs> Three blocks away? This is way better than what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Pixar didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it makes so much sense, though. Finding real-life disasters to watch is so much better than Netflix. But it would soon become just like what we normally do for entertainment. You know, oh, building collapse. I've already seen that one twice. <laughs> Forget trying to pick which disaster to run to with your significant other. You chose carjacking last week. Come on, we never get to see gas leaks. Is it a relationship issue if your spouse or significant other goes and watches a crash without you? Yeah, exactly. Like we were supposed to watch that together. Wow. <laughs> you found out if they survived without me? <laughs> Helen, for the past few years, the hottest real estate trend has been the open concept home. You know, the large open space with no walls. According to the Boston Globe, residents who have these homes are saying they're great, but they're just missing one thing. What? Walls. Yes. <laughs> Real estate agents are reporting that homeowners are expressing regret for moving into open concept homes. Families opted for the layout, hoping it would promote more family togetherness, but the problem was, it did. <laughs> 
parents are complaining. They're unable to watch anything on TV racier than PG if oh. the kids are in the house, right? Spouses are complaining. They never have any time to themselves. And walls across the country are trying to make a living driving for Uber. <laughs> Like, I know I've seen the open concept, like, with the living room and the kitchen. Yeah, and, that's and basically the, one but, enormous but, room. But they also did it with the bedrooms? That yeah, the real problem is with, with the open concept bathrooms, because... Aww. Yeah. I feel like there are a lot of hotels now with, like, the weird open concept bathroom. I hate that. Yeah, that you know is true, talking yeah. about where there's, yeah. like, a, they're like, oh, don't you want to stay in this room where there's a, gla- a clear wall between the toilet and the bed? <laughs> so when you're... Stay here with someone, you're like, here I am. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. It's terrifying. The hotel that we stay in when we go to Chicago, the the shower doesn't have a shower door, which I guess is supposed to be chic and novel, but it's just wetness everywhere. Yeah. Some homeowners are even undergoing costly renovations to add walls back in. Good news, though, there are plenty of walls for families to choose from down at the Walmart. I'm glad for one week it's not going to be me. (laughs) The worst joke has been made, and we know what it is. How would you make a wall out of ASCII's, Peter? (laughs) What would it be, little, little high flash marks? Coming up, it's lightning fill in the blank, but first it's the game where you have to listen for the rhyme. If you'd like to play on air, call or leave a message at one triple eight wait wait. That's one triple eight nine two four eight nine two four, or click the contact us link on our website waitwait.npr.org. There you can find out about attending our weekly live shows back at the Chase Bank Auditorium in Chicago and our upcoming show in St. Louis, Missouri, on May 9th. Hi, you're on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. Hi, my name is Maggie, and I'm calling from Arcata, California. Hey, Arcata. We know Arcata. That's where I was born. <laughs> what do you do there in Arcata? Um, I am a theater teacher for children and a performance artist. You are a performance artist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind of shows do you do with the kids? Well, actually, we had a show today, yeah. and um, they were great. We teach ensemble-based theater, so they write their own shows and they perform in them. And we had one show that was about a baby dragon who woke up every 50 years and the world changed. That's very cool. I'm sure that's going to be on Netflix next week because (laughs) that's how we roll. I'd watch that. Maggie, welcome to our show. Bill Curtis is going to read you three news-related limericks with a last word or phrase missing from each. If you can fill in that last word or phrase correctly in two of the limericks, you will be a winner. Ready to play? I am. Here is your first limerick. With a nice 5.7%, my all-liquid fasts heaven sent. Except for some beer, no food will appear. I'm giving it all up for... Lent! Yes, Lent! (laughs) Perhaps you have decided, as a good Catholic, to give up, say something you love, beer for Lent. You are an amateur. An Ohio man is making the much more sensible choice of giving up everything but beer. (laughs) It's a sacrifice in the proud Christian tradition of asking, what would Jesus do to stay wasted? (laughs) For 40 days, Mr. Hall's only caloric intake will be beer supplemented by water, or as it's known in the brewing industry, Coors Light. (laughs) 
Here is your next limerick. Death metal won't make me destroy. It's more like a screaming squeeze toy. That gravelly mush gives endorphins a rush. It fills many fans with pure joy. Yes, joy. Psychologists have determined that fans of death metal are not savage monsters desensitized to violence, but are, quote, nice people who just happen to like songs about stabbing oneself. (laughs) The researchers say that the dominant emotional response to death metal lyrics is joy and empowerment. Granted, it may be the joy of being a cannibal, but it's joy. (laughs) The test group were played music by the band Bloodbath. Uh, They had very positive thoughts, apparently. Well, the control group who were played the song Happy by Pharrell Williams <laughs> murdered four test properties. <laughs> Here is your last limerick. Beard and beanies, a standard equipster. Don't complain, this is no inside tipster. That photo you saw and would take down by law? That's not you, but a look-alike. Yes, hipster! Here's what happened. An MIT journal used a photo of a hipster in a study about how all hipsters look alike. And a self-described hipster wrote in and said, hey, you used my photo without my permission, you lame, you losers. And they check and no, it is a different hipster. See past the handlebar mustache? Apparently not. The study was immediately pronounced double true and is now the single unified theory explaining the entire universe. (laughs) Bill, how did Maggie do in our quiz? Maggie did very well. Three points. She's a win. Congratulations. Maggie, thank you so much for playing. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Kay Buxbaum in support of the David Gilkey and Zabiula Tamana Memorial Fund, established to strengthen NPR's commitment to training and protecting journalists in high-risk environments. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the Walton Family Foundation, where opportunity takes root. More information is available at waltonfamilyfoundation.org. Now it's time for our final game, Lightning Fill-in-the-Blank. Each of our players will have 60 seconds in which to answer as many fill-in-the-blank questions as he or she can. Each correct answer now worth two points. Bill, can you give us the score? Luke and Jesse each have three. Helen has two. Mm. All right, Helen, you're in third place. You're up first. The clock will start when I begin your first question. Fill-in-the-blank. On Wednesday, moments after he was convicted on federal fraud charges, prosecutors in New York filed state fraud charges against former Trump campaign chairman Blank. Paul Manafort. Right. On Monday, Speaker of the Nancy Pelosi said that she opposes blanking President Trump. Impeaching. Right. This week, the Senate voted to end U.S. support for a Saudi-led military campaign in blank. Uh, Syria. No, Yemen. A man in Michigan is facing charges after attempting to free his car from the snow by blanking. Um, getting his corgi to tri- dig it out? No, shooting the snow with his gun on Wednesday. NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstine said the U.S. could return to the blank as early as next year. The moon? Right. Citing concerns about salmonella, Butterball recalled 78,000 pounds of blank on Thursday. Chicken. Turkey. I'm going to give it to you just because your parents would be unhappy. (laughs) 
This week, a panicked woman in Cleveland who called 911 to report a man screaming and waving his arms in the middle of the street was told the man was just blanking. Um, in Florida. <laughs> no, she was told the man was just celebrating the trade of Odell Beckham to the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> So the woman had just gotten home, she's driving with her kids, right, she's about to let her kids out of the car and there's this lunatic screaming and yelling in the middle of the street. So she gets the kids back in the car and she locks the car and she calls 911 and the, they send cops. This is what the cops found. This is an actual recording of the guy that the woman saw. We got So the, uh, the cops talk wow. to the guy. It's been a while since something good happened to Cleveland. I know. <laughs> they explained to the woman what was going on. They, they sorted it all out. And then they managed to calm down the general manager of the Browns and get him home safely. <laughs> Bill, how did Helen do in our quiz? Helen did four right, eight more points, total of ten, puts her in the lead. All right. We flipped a coin, and Luke is elected to go next. So, here we go, Luke. Fill in the blank. On Monday, President Trump proposed a $4.7 trillion budget, which included $8.6 billion for blank. Uh, the wall. Yes, indeed. On Tuesday, New York's Attorney General subpoenaed Deutsche Bank for records on loans granted to blank. Uh, the Trump Organization? Yeah, pretty much. The World Health Organization said it was aiming to halt the blank outbreak in the Democratic Republic of Congo within six months. Uh, Ebola? Right. Police in South Carolina say they're looking for a man who went into a Taco Bell and blanked. Ate there? No. Well, yes. He went behind the counter to make his own Mexican pizza because he said the one they made for him did not have enough meat on it. On Wednesday, social media giant Blank suffered the most severe outage in its history. Uh, Facebook. And Instagram. This week, a heartwarming photo of a four-year-old sleeping with his pet went viral because his pet was a Blank. Taco Bell Mexican pizza. No. This beautiful picture of a boy sleeping soundly in bed with cuddling up with his pet went viral because the pet was a goldfish. Oh, no. The boy took his beloved goldfish out of the bowl and cuddled with it as he went to sleep. Oh, no. His parents discovered what happened too late, so they just took a picture which is easily the world's cutest crime scene photo. <laughs> That kid is definitely getting into Harvard. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's pretty tough in the family. They, they were robbed of the three beautiful days that would have spent with the fish before they had to flush it down the toilet anyway. <laughs> Bill, how did Luke do in our quiz? Luke got four right, eight more points, total of 11, which puts him in the lead with one. All right. How many then... How many of them does Jesse need to win? Four to tie, five to win. All right, here we oh go. Boy. This is for the game, Jesse. Okay. On Wednesday, UK lawmakers rejected a move to support a second referendum on blank. Brexit. Right. On Tuesday, the US announced it was withdrawing its entire diplomatic staff from blank. A place. <laughs> it is a place. It's called Venezuela. This week, the House voted to release blank's report to the public. Uh, Mueller. Right. Four robbers were held at gunpoint until police arrived after they attempted to rob a blank. Uh, Mexican pizza place. No, they attempted to rob a gun store. According, 
To a new study, blank use was linked to a rise in mental health problems in teens. Social media. Yes. On Thursday, Empire actor blank pleaded not guilty to faking an assault in Chicago. Um, uh... Jesse. Yeah, Jesse Smollett. Smollett. A golfer in Canada got a hole in one after his shot landed on the green and then blank. Uh, and then rolled into that hole. No. <laughs> then an eagle picked it up and dropped it in the hole. Even better. After driving his ball onto the green, the golfer assumed he was only going to make par before an eagle swooped onto the course, picked up the ball, and dropped it right into the hole. Fancy bird. Indeed. <laughs> And that's right, golfers. He got an eagle. <laughs> Bill, did Jesse do well enough to win? Well, she got four right, eight more points, total of 11. Ties her with Luke. So we have oh my a double God. winner this week. In just a minute, we're going to ask our panelists to predict, now that they won't be able to bribe anybody anymore, how will Hollywood celebrities get their kids into college? Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is a production of NPR and WBEZ Chicago in association with Urgent Haircut Productions, Doug Berman, Benevolent Overlord. Philip Gotica writes our limericks. Our public address announcer is Paul Friedman. Our interns are Alex McCowan and Rachel Klepper. Our web guru is Beth Novi. B.J. Lederman composed our theme. Our program is produced by Jennifer Mills, Miles Dornboss, and Lillian King. Our only hope is Peter Gwynn. Technical direction is from Lorna White. Our business and ops manager is Colin Miller. Our production coordinator is Robert Newhouse. Our senior producer is Ian Chillag. The executive producer Wait, wait, don't tell me, is Mr. Michael Danforth. Now, panel, how will celebs get their kids into college? Helen Hong. They'll hire my parents to tiger mom the crap out of them. Luke Burbank. They'll be forced to just open their own colleges. Three words. Gary Busey State. Jesse Klein. They will produce movies about going to college that take four years to shoot and cast their children in them as students. Well, if any of that happens, we'll ask you about it right here on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Thank you, Bill Curtis. Thanks also to Helen Hong, Jesse Klein, and Luke Burbank. Thanks to the staff and the crew at the Civic Theater. Thanks to Heather Milne and everyone at KPBS San Diego. Thanks to all of you for listening. I'm Peter Sagal, and we will see you next week. This is NPR.